hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, a show where two and roommates, they were Corbin and Cody, give their unfiltered opinion on one movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about holes. You and your family will be cursed for always and eternity. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures brings the award-winning book to life. Holes. My name is Stanley Yelnats. All my life, I seem to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. My grandpa says it's because of this 150-year-old curse. There's no curse on this family. There is on the men in this family. It's all because of your no-good, dirty, rotten, pig-stealing great-great-grandpa. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Green Lake. Where's the lake? <laughs> this is Stanley. Everyone in my family names their son Stanley because it's Yelnats backwards. Well, that's interesting. Did you tell him about the lizards? You don't bother them, they won't bother you. Usually. Now, to break his family's curse, it's destiny. He'll have to solve a mystery. What do you say we dig one more hole? Why? I feel lucky. And find what's hidden at Camp Green Lake. What is that? As always, I'm your host, Corbin Zavocal. Yep, we're back. Uh, you know, sort of a big episode here. Episode number 10. Number 10. Double digits, big deal, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a milestone episode for us. And uh, also I think a milestone episode in that we finally got you to watch Holes, so... Big moments all around, I'd say. Sure. Um, <laughs> getting getting us started talking about why I picked this movie. Uh, you know, it's a dumb kids movie, but I think similar to you liking The Princess Bride, this is me. This is the movie that I like, that I've always liked since I was a kid. I used to have this thing on DVD. We'd watch it all the time. Um, I just think I think it's a like still to this day. This and School of Rock like, are just two movies that I grew up with that I can just watch anytime. Uh, I basically watched this movie one and a half times today because I, I caught the last like hour with you and then I watched it by myself before that. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's got a, a really great cast. Um, I think the soundtrack is really bumping <laughs> as well. Uh, the, let's go down, let's go down. That song That's hits song. me. That, song's, that song's fire as always. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what are your initial thoughts about this movie, Cody? Off, the, off the first watch, obviously um, you've never seen it before. What are you thinking? Yeah, I haven't seen this or your other um your other one, School of Rock. So I need to catch up with your nostalgia movies. Um, just something off the bat, you keep on picking movies that are just one word. You picked Holes. You picked Her. You picked Moonlight. <laughs> need to watch other movies other than Waterworks. It's true. Um, but yeah, fair. obviously, my initial thoughts. Obviously, this is a kids' movie, so I don't want to dog on it too much. <laughs> um, and also, it's like based on a book, so there's probably like a lot of people who have read the book and are like super nostalgic about that. So just off the top, I want to be like, I'm not a hater. All right, I'm just gonna hey, you know. <laughs> unfiltered man, bash it all you want. No, I'm not I, here to bash I, it. I hated on the Princess Bride. You did. Um, I, I'll say I'll mild, I'll, I mildly enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, it's a fun movie. It's a fun universe. Um, the thing that gets me is really just the acting and the this, this story. Both of those are a little sus um, <laughs> from my first viewing. Also, it's I feel like it's so long for a kid's movie. Like, it's, it's a solid two hours, um, which, you know, is fine. I don't have anything to do in Monday anyways. 
Um, yeah, the last thing I actually really like soundtrack, so I backed that. I'd probably buy, um, you know, whatever the the CD back in the day if yeah, I saw this as a sure. kid. So it's actually really good music. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get into a lot of the other stuff in, in our next category as well. Do you have anything else for? Yeah. So I mean, with this movie. I think to a certain extent it tries to do a little too much, but I think it does a pretty good job of like juggling basically what we have three different storylines. There's a lot going on. Yeah, here. and yeah. I think partially because it was a book, so in books you often have a lot of subplots and a lot of like it's hard to translate. It's, good it's hard to translate that, and the author author of the book is the person who wrote the screenplay for this movie, so right. it is a pretty faithful adaptation to the original source text. Um, so in terms of like people talking about like you know, how it stands up, the book compared to the movie. A lot of people that read the book really enjoy the movie right. um, because it's pretty similar and it, it, it doesn't, like, cut out large portions of the book. Um, but it doesn't... I think because of the way the book is formed, it takes these three different storylines um, and it does something really cool where it, you know, connects them in the end and then they kind of all come together and they all have their moment. Um, whether or not you like that, it does do that. It also, like you said, it, it creates a little bit of its, its own universe, um, making up, you know, like the yellow spotted lizards, and it's got Clive Livingston, the, the Sweet Feet guy, and Kissing Kate Barlow, like all these characters that just like exist in this world beyond just like our main characters of Stanley and Zero and all that. Um, so yeah, those are those are my initial thoughts. You want to get into uh, what we think the stupidest part of this movie is? You stupid. They're not. I definitely have a few things here. I'm sure you do as well. <laughs> Um, I'm sure forth. we have a bunch so we can talk about it, right. stuff individually. Uh, yeah, you stupid. Um, where to begin in this movie? My goodness. Uh, <laughs> let's start at the beginning. The whole trial process, right? Yep. Um, first thing as well. I guess they're just throwing kids in jail for you know having. They also have no proof that he just stole the shoes. Right. What do you, What do you think about that? Yeah. So I, I was just gonna say like the the entire setup of like how he gets to camp is is definitely as you said earlier a little sus. Uh, the shoes, the shoes just land on him, and then they they see the poster, and that's like all the evidence they need. They're like, <laughs> "Oh, you're a Sweet Feet fan. You're Dunzo." Um, and then the, yeah, the judge is like, "Either you can go to Camp Green Lake or you can go to jail." And this kid's like 15, 16. <laughs> I don't think he would get sent to jail for stealing some shoes. But hey, man, the judge, you know, ha- you know, he stole from a homeless shelter, so I guess that's a pretty serious thing. <laughs> and the shoes are probably worth a lot, so I guess it's, I guess maybe it's grand theft. Yeah, but there's no actual evidence that he stole. Right? Other, they just catch him with them. Anyways, yeah, it's, um, the, that, the criminal justice system. That leads right to my next one, which is just the camp as a whole. How did this get set up to where this girl is uh, going to the government for like juveniles? Right. I don't understand that. I, I get it, it's just like. The, the start of the movie and I'm just griping on it for no reason um, but I mean it's dumb I can't say it's not dumb yeah and then the other thing is they sentenced him to 18 months and like I don't know if it if <laughs> it's, it's a long time it's a long time and I don't know if at some point he goes to school or like he's still a high, like you can't just sit like you know my sister worked at the YSC for a really long time like those kids kids still had to go to school even though they were in like a juvenile <laughs> detention facility like right. These guys are just digging holes all day, and there's nothing. Like zero can't even read. Yeah, they're, they're criminals. They don't deserve an education. I, I guess you know. Hey, 2006 was a different time. Uh, what else you got? Um, yeah, sort of just the overall tones of the movie. Now, I mean, everything in this movie is just dumb luck, dude. Like, <laughs> I I can't even wrap my head around it because uh, basically everyone in this movie is connected or related some way. 
I, f- I felt like for a little bit there, I was watching a Star Wars movie. You know, everyone, <laughs> everyone at all time has to be related. Um, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts, but this the last thing at the end. It's I don't know if I just don't understand it or it doesn't make sense. You want to walk through it or no? Yeah, I don't. I don't get why his name was on the thing. I, I get that he got robbed by the kissing girl, and then she just put her treasure in there. Yeah, so she'd got she obviously Sam gets killed, so that turns her into a criminal. She goes around mm-hmm. killing people, stealing stuff. The last person she steals from is Stanley's great great grandfather, great grandfather, just great grandfather. Uh, Stanley Neil Nats the first, right? And um, I guess she just uses the chest that he takes from him to store all of her gold <laughs> and everything, and then she buries it because she's she's lived out this life. She's I get why she people, it. and at that point she's and obviously we see her then basically kill herself because she's she's done everything she set out to do and she's done. Yeah, and, the, the and, thing is, there that's the biggest coincidence of all time that. They continually named um, whatever his name is Stanley over and over and over again. And oh, just just uh, the last person she robbed. Oh, she's gonna put all her crap in that chest with his name on it. I, I get it's a kids movie, but that's dumb as hell. I think the big coincidence coincidence <laughs> is the the Hector Zeroni, Madame Zeroni. Yeah, that's sus as well. <laughs> breaking the curse. Um, I mean, that's the whole point, though. Like, it's supposed to be that he's continuously having bad luck, and then the very moment when he finally carries. The Zeroni descending up the mountain and sings the song and lets him drink from the stream. That the curse is broken and then all their luck turns. The shoes, right. you know, all that stuff. But I mean, fair enough. <laughs> it, I mean, it's definitely, you know, we talked about it a lot in our early episodes, but uh, what's your favorite term in movies? There's a lot of X Machina. There it is. <laughs> There's just one that's obvious. It's just a continuous cycle. It of is X-Mark. a lot of just like, here's some plot BS. But I, I think that's fun, you know. It, they all connect, and you see Kate Barlow and his dad, and Madame Zer- Like it's it, it's cool the ways that the stories connect. And Zero finds refuge under the boat, and he drinks sploosh, which is the peaches that Kate Barlow made, and yeah. and all that stuff. So I actually really like the Kate Barlow stuff. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. Um, the, the montage of her riding around is is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like her moves a lot, and I I, I get that. This movie isn't focused on plot too much. I think it's just a sort of one way, a fun way to connect everything at the end, which I, I do like. Probably my favorite like throwaway thing at the beginning is when Sam is selling all of his onion stuff, and the guys come and like one of them gets bitten by a lizard, and he's like, "Oh, you need some of this onion juice; it'll keep the lizards away." And yeah. then later, they eat all the onions, and that's what saves them from the lizards, right. you know, going after him. Um, the one thing that I beyond we've talked about they don't go to school the whole criminal justice system is a sham in this movie um and in real life uh (laughs) the thing the thing that i think about this movie is this movie just like loves its dissolved transitions (laughs) like they're all over the place which like in filmmaking you use them to show like a passage of time or flashback or whatever but this movie they're all over the place it's always dissolved transitions and then also there's like the weird like slow motion moments where like they shot it at a regular frame mate but showed it down so it's like this slowed it down so it's just super choppy slow motion um those are some interesting choices the dissolves they use that uh a ton of the prequels the stars (laughs) so maybe uh, a lot of producers from those movies came over here yeah Yeah. interesting director of this movie also directed the fugitive so did he yeah oh man very strange big glow up yeah respect you have anything else that's stupid about this movie? You want to no, talk about? I, I pretty much covered all of it. All right, fair enough. Went on a little spiel there. We'll so probably uh, 
come back to it. Yeah. All right, so now we're gonna move on to our favorite characters. She is very gorgeous to me. I've got two. What about you? I've got a couple. You can go first. All right, I'll get started. Uh, of the like D tent boys, my favorite is Zigzag. Um, first, of all, I think he has the coolest nicknames. <laughs> Which one's you know, Zigzag? He's, he's the white dude with like the long, crazy hair, and he's got the crazy eyes. Is that the guy uh, Shiloh fought? No, 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 because they they pull him off, but. Um, that's not zigzag. No, he's the guy that goes. They find the lipstick, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's Keith Berenger. He was in my math class." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That that, that line, I like that a lot. He's, he's got the crazy hair and the crazy eyes. Um, also, early in the movie, when Stanley's talking about him stealing the shoes, he's like, "Oh yeah, the part you didn't mention that was he killed the guy first, right?" <laughs> like this dude's clearly a psycho. Um, <laughs> I just, the crazy kid. I yeah. love him. Yeah, he's very unpredictable, and he has acute paranoia. Alright, I'll, I'll pick a kid as well. Um, I am just assuming that this is your other pick, but I could be wrong. Uh, it's Zero. He's a silent badass. I mean, he likes to dig holes, man. <laughs> I, I like digging it. holes. Yeah. <laughs> then you're in the right place, buddy boy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, putting away all the relative stuff, I just think he's sort of the most interesting character in that like, he's trying to better himself by learning how to read. He's just in a terrible spot. He's been homeless for a while. He's lost his mom. And then him and Shia LaBeouf actually developed this super cool, I think, friendship that obviously carries um, to the end of the movie. And yeah, he was by far my favorite character. Yeah, um, I like him. I, my favorite moment with him is when he, he smacks Pendansky with, the, oh, yeah, with the shovel. Sticks him with the shovel. Sticks him with the shovel. So badass. And he's like, D-I-G, dig. <laughs> I think that's my yeah, favorite, that's great favorite moment. moment. Um, I didn't have him down. And then my my second one here is uh, Sam, played by Dulé Hill, uh, big oh, psych fan. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I really love this character. He's suave as hell in this role. Uh, when when she's reading the Annabelle Lee poem by Edgar Allan Poe, and he comes in with the by the sea Annabelle Lee. <laughs> Man, I can do, he's a heartthrob. I tell you why. I can fix that. And then yes, of course the the I can fix that. The best line in this movie, the beautiful stuff. What a love story, honestly. Yeah, I actually really like that relationship um, between him and the kissing bandit. Yeah. I think for like the limited number of scenes they have, I think that's like the most well-fleshed out couple it's characters. super good. Like, it's like, really uh, well done. Chemistry. Yeah, yeah, really natural, I feel like. It's good. But yeah, um, my other one uh, was the counselor guy, the fake doctor. Um you know what I'm talking about? Pandansky, yeah. <laughs> What's Dr. his name? Dr. Pandansky. Pandansky, sure. Uh, I just think he's actually really funny in this movie. And <laughs> <laughs> out of the adults, he's really the only one I found funny. Um, so yeah, I think he was cool. He had that he had that cool uh, sunscreen on his nose. Yeah, he always had a really bad, really bad sunburn <laughs> around his head. And just sort of like, um, he had really good one-liners and his physical comedy was actually decent too. Like, after he gets smacked with a shovel, <laughs> he tries to get back up and he just falls right back down. Um, yeah, out of the adults, that's, that's who is my favorite character. So. Alright, uh, so we can move on to our least favorite character. Uh, my least favorite character is Dr. Pendansky. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the You're dude's a just a dick, like, throughout the whole movie. He's so mean to Zero. <laughs> he yeah, doesn't even deserve it. That's true. Like, he, he doesn't even call Zero by his real name, and he, like, refuses to call anybody else by their nicknames. And he's like, we call him Zero because he's got nothing in his stupid little head. <laughs> okay, other than with his interaction with Zero, yeah, he, he I, is, I, he I is terrible uh, to Zero. I mean, he's terrible to all the characters. He's 
Stanley, whose fault is that? At least he's lovable, though. All the adults are dicks, but he's the only lovable one, I think. I, I like the when the warden, when uh, Sigourney Weaver's like, and fill up their canteens. And he's like, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good moment, too. Yeah, that's good stuff. But yeah, I just think he's he's just a dick. Yeah, I, a, bit of, a bit of a pushover compared to Mr. Sir and the Warden. In that's, that's also true. Um, I think there's lots of unlikable characters. Um, but going into the movie, I didn't expect the people to I hate the most to be the, the other kids in the camp. <laughs> and that, that ended up being what it is. Um, just when he gets there, they're just assholes. I get they're criminals or juveniles, whatever, but they're still like kids in a desert trying to survive. Armpits, he's sort of like I feel like one of the nicer ones out of them, and he's still kind of a dick. Uh, what's the, what's the black kid with the glasses name? X-ray. X-ray. I couldn't remember that. X-ray. He's actually an asshole because yeah, he, he he takes the bullet or the lipstick or whatever, um, counts it as his own, and then at the end, well, no, in between he's still an asshole, and then at the end they're like. Best friends and stuff. Yeah, I don't really buy that. He's that kid. That kid. Sucks. He like takes the shovel on because he's got to have the shovel. That's the. Right. Well, that's fair. He's been in there a while. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's just all about like. Also, uh, the kid who fights Shia LaBeouf, like I was talking about earlier. That dude's also a freaking asshole. Yeah, I, that's I, just some random. Just guy. most of the kids are just complete dicks for no reason. Yeah. I need a dick. I like guy. Magnet, who steals the puppy. Yeah, Magnus cool. <laughs> also, Twitch. I would have gotten away if, if my my pocket didn't start barking. I like Twitch too. Yeah, he's he wasn't in much, but he's likable. Yeah. Um. And then my my second least favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm just gonna have to say it. Stanley. Dude's a bit of a whiny little bitch sometimes. What? Uh. Like when he when uh, Zero comes up to him and he's like, "Can you teach me how to read?" And he's like, "I'm sorry. I'm just, I just I'm too tired from digging holes all day." I, <laughs> the kid just that wants to read. That, that's yeah. tough. I was surprised when that happened. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's a big moment. And just like the whole time, he just seems like so clueless. Like he he can't pick up on what's going on ever. And like even when they give him the nickname Caveman, he's like, "Who's Caveman? <laughs> oh, is that me?" <laughs> I mean, if I started calling you Caveman, would you do the same thing? Or no? I think I'd, I mean I'd figure it out. Who, who else would? They I mean, he did about? figure it out in like ten seconds. I don't know. I think I, that's just some big Stanley hate there for no reason. I, I like I I mean I like this movie, so I got to Pick, pick a little bit. I think right. Stanley's dad is uh, more of an <laughs> Henry Winkler. I like Henry Winkler, but you know his character in this movie. I, I mean, he's not in much, but he's just he's got shoes and he's got deodorant. That's about it. Do you have any other characters you don't like? No, that was it. I got I got one more. <laughs> Go for it. The the chick that Stanley's great great grandfather is like in love with. <laughs> And it's trying to marry for the pig. It's like at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that chick. <laughs> that girl sucks. She's like, <laughs> her dad tells her she gets to choose who to marry. And Which pig is bigger? <laughs> they're the same weight. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to think of a number between one and ten. Yeah. Shut up. She sucks. That so, chick sucks, yeah. Uh, honorable mention for her. I'm with you there. She's not in the movie very much. But I forgot about her. <laughs> All right, Cody. Who can act? Wow. <laughs> All right, we're going into acting, which could be an interesting category. Um, again, sort of the reverse of what I was talking about last quarter category. I came into this movie thinking, oh, it's a bunch of kid actors. Like, It's not going to be good, but it's a kid's movie. The kid actors are sick in this movie. Um, specifically, Shia LaBeouf, it's his introductory movie or whatever, where in the credits it says, introducing Shia LaBeouf, which that means like it's his first movie, basically. Right, yeah. He'd been on Even Stevens, and he was filming Even Stevens at the same time as this, okay. but this was his first movie. I haven't seen Even Stevens either. So it's just a TV show. I mean, a TV show, but yeah. I mean, 
out of all the kid actors, he's obviously the best. But I think as a collective, they're actually really good. It's like supernatural, like sort of ragging on each other. Like I feel like a bunch of a boy, bunch of boys would do at a camp like this. And yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any moments where I was like, oh wow, they should have done another take because that was kind of bad. Um, I I know I've only seen this movie once, but yeah, I think Shia LaBeouf. I wouldn't be surprised if this dude was nominated for an award, dude. Got great emotion throughout. <laughs> him, him, and Hector at the end, you know, hugging it out, yeah. throwing down. The only thing, the the weird thing is that like none of these child actors did really anything. Went on to do yeah. It. Zero did like a little bit of stuff, but like the rest of them, this is basically the only thing they did. That is strange. Yeah. So I think they're actually really good. Yeah. I guess that's just the plight of being in like a Disney Channel live action movie about a book that yeah but a lot of disney actors go on and do a lot yeah i don't i don't don't know i'll tell you um i'll I'll get us started here with uh i this isn't probably a controversial state but i statement but i think john voight in this movie is good is good yeah (laughs) i would call that controversial i I just mean as he's a good actor not controversial probably but sure um i just think he's so committed to the character you know they're that's you know method acting at its finest. Uh, the accent, amazing. Wouldn't want it to be any different. The the sideburns, the the walk, the his line readings are are super superb, and I I would never replace him. And when we get to that category, and you try and replace him, I'm, I will I'm going to be very angry with you. <laughs> I think uh, um, the nostalgia is blinding. Right <laughs> very early on, when he says that like puke from a mule been ruminating on asparagus for two weeks and. I think that's just beautiful. <laughs> Don't he deliver that line beautifully? <laughs> also, when he's like, I like to run a tight ship. Punishment <laughs> and reward. The only lines I really like from him are, um, I quit smoking last week or whatever, so I eat sunflower seeds now. <laughs> that's about it. Is that your only uh, good acting? Uh, I got I got a... No, that's it. Yeah, I only had one. Okay. Well, we'll just move swiftly along who can act my opinion yeah guess who my who can't act is john boy it's yeah. the main man john boy um off the top i want to say i'm actually a big fan of john boy haven't seen him in a ton but you know he's in national treasure and he, he's really yeah. good in that dude we should Nicholas do national Cage's treasure father. i should pick that I, I, um, <laughs> but yeah dude john boy is just straight up bad in this movie i don't know what else to say um what there was a movie that we did where I said this is that was the worst performance I, I could think of. Whatever it was, I think John Voight matches it. Uh, I don't know what movie it was. It must have been something in The Last Jedi. Luke in The Last Jedi? No, I didn't. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, his acting is not good. The part... <laughs> I mean, his his um, verbal acting, decent. It's John Voight. His physical acting, I don't know what the hell this guy is doing in this movie. <laughs> the scene that sticks out is the one right at the end where he's he's <laughs> trying to hide. And it's so funny, he just, though. He just has, like, his arms up. It's, I think it's hilarious. It's so cringy. It's so bad. I get, that, I get that it's a kid's movie and he's supposed to be this this big, like, um, fun, dumb character who's just, like, there's sort of physical comedy. Um, which I'll get to in my replacement, actually. Somebody who's good at physical comedy. But yeah, okay. I mean, I'm sorry, John Foy. Like I said, I like you, but you're just not good in this movie. So yeah. Who's your... or do you, What do you think about that? I, uh, you know... Sort of what you said before. Agree to, agree to disagree. Yeah. I, I, th- I think it's pretty you good. Yeah, nostal- nostalgic goggles on, I think. But that's fair. Is Angelina Jolie John Voight's daughter? 
No. Maybe. I don't think so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Uh, okay. Who's your worst actor? Uh, well, this is funny. I think it's zero. <laughs> and and for one reason only. And uh-huh. it's the whole, like, I can't read bullshit. He does not pull off very well. <laughs> like, And I, I get that's probably very hard. Like, it's hard to be, like, an illiterate person who can clearly yeah. read. <laughs> but even the, the, the line where he... He's like looking over his shoulder and he's like, I don't like it when you look over my shoulder, read over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't read. <laughs> like, that's so cringy to me. Um, and then like when they're under the boat and he's like, what's Mariello? <laughs> it's just not, it, I don't like it. I think the, it's just all the illiterate bullshit. Yeah. It's probably hard to act. Either. No, definitely. I think at the beginning where he's over his shoulder, I think his eyes are like moving across the page. Like he's <laughs> exactly. actually reading yeah. it. So he's like, I can't read. So, and yeah. then like, even when he's like doing the, like, what is R-O-C-K spell? I was just going to say. Rock. <laughs> he's like, is it rock? <laughs> Shut up. You knew what it was. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that funny. he does not pull off well, which is like quintessential to the character. So yeah. You're, you're probably right there. I think otherwise he, he does well. I, like when he's doing his whole, like, I'm tired and I need, I can't get up the mountain. That's yeah. pretty good. And, he is very funny in this movie. For whatever, how, however old he was, like 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Pretty good performance, but yeah. For sure. That's a tough thing to pull off, I think. Do you have anything else for this category? No, I focus mostly on John Wayne. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. We can move on to Cody versus. Ding, 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 ding. What do you think, Cody? Uh, <laughs> I think this is the easiest dub of all time. <laughs> I'll be honest. I literally have to do nothing. Uh, you know, I get framed the same way. Um, yeah, this movie is dumb luck after dumb luck. So, hey, me and Henry Winkler, we're kicking it, dude. We're kicking it for life. He's got his onions and, and uh, peaches that he just randomly found. So, I mean, that's sustainable. Also, we have just millions and millions of dollars from our great grandpa's uh, case that you know zero dug out of the ground for no reason. So yeah, I think um, I'm in pretty good shape here. What do you think? Yeah, I would say so. Stanley isn't a particularly special character in any way. Um, he's just hey! kind of an, an average Joe who's pretty lucky. Shots fired. Well, he's okay. unlucky and then lucky. Yeah, so. I, I I think I'll give you the dub here. Like he said, not a, not a too tough uh, tough matchup. Let's go, baby! Domination back to back. We don't we don't take L's around we'll here. Pick a harder movie for you. Next we don't time. take L's. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Cody's uh, watching the Sox game. Not interested in the podcast. Watching the score uh, of the Sox game. But we're going to go ahead and move on to what we would add to Fortnite. It's the guy from Fortnite! Wow. Didn't get any dubs today in Fortnite. We were close a couple times, but we also suck. So That's Banos' fault. Yeah, exactly. What, what would we add to make it so that we can get some Ws? What's it going to take from holes? Uh, I, got, I got some obvious picks here. Um, first off, the... The yellow lizards. I think that'd be cool. Obviously, with animals now in Fortnite, um, and especially animals who attack you, such as you know dinosaurs. I think lizards are an easy easy option here. Um, I want a little caveat in there though as well that you can eat some special onions to um, you know if you eat those, then you control them and they don't attack you. So I think that <laughs> I feel like that's the obvious choice. I feel like you probably wrote that down as well. Yeah, but. just taking my stuff right from me. Yeah. Um, like I said, I also put yellow spotted lizards. Also onions, even even if they don't have this lizard, just having onions. I mean, they have bananas, apples, they have every food. Everything except for onions. Add onions yeah. that make you smelly or something. I don't know. Um, 
could be cool that like if the lizard bites you or something you get like poisoned or something so like you slowly lose health or oh i like that um, once a lizard bites you you have to go find onions or you die yeah That'd something be cool. like that okay. I, don't, I don't know um i also had uh just as a skin the, the orange jumpsuits and, and a shovel i'm sure there probably is a shovel pickaxe but um i think that the, probably the most iconic look in this movie is just all of them in their orange jumpsuits you could have the different styles the half done I don't know. They kind of just look like prisoners, though. So, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you would get that it's holes as opposed to just some people in the you, federal penitentiary. You'd have to have, but... like, the shovel and the red hat. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have another one. Um, sort of just, I think the camp as a whole is just sort of a cool location mm. uh, that you could add to Fortnite. There was desert in Fortnite. Not so much anymore. You have, like, the camp with all the the lodging and buildings and stuff. The butter and, barn. <laughs> yeah. Then off to the side, you could just have a whole freaking desert with a ton of holes in it. Yeah. I think that should be a cool cool location. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this guy. Hide in the dirt stacks. Yeah, exactly. Go you can go down in the holes, like camp down in there. Find chests. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Find gold. You could dig up chests. There's <laughs> something. Wow. Fortnite. I mean, when are you going to hit us out, dude? This, is, mean, all, this is all just easy money. Off the dome, coming up with stuff right here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to add to Fortnite? Nah, that was it. Alright. Now we're going to replace an actor or director. I've got a couple here. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I have two as well. Um, I'll go ahead and get us started. I feel like this is probably the, the most vanilla choice, but if we're trying to add a little bit of uh, star-studded power to the cast, which is always great, let's make Whoopi Goldberg play Madame Zeroni. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, Whoopi can do a bit of the mystical thing. She, she's been in some movies like that. I think uh, the Poltergeist or something. Is that the one? No, no she's ghost. in Ghost. Ghost. That's <laughs> what, that's Poltergeist. The ghost. Completely different um, movies. I, I think Whoopi can pull that off. Whoopi can pull off anything, to be entirely honest with you. But um, she'd be better than whoever the weird lady in this yeah, movie is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if Whoopi's there, she needs more screen time, though. Yeah, and it also might be a little too distracting. But I'm just... I'm trying to make the cast even... I mean, this is like for, again, like we said, for a kid's movie, John Boy, the dude who plays Pendanski was in A Brother Where Out Thou, Sigourney Weaver, Shia LaBeouf went on to do great things. I mean, Rick Fox shows up for a little bit. Like, all these characters, all these people that are only in the movie for a little bit. Uh, Dulé Hill was obviously in West Wing for a really long time, and then... Uh, he's still a recognizable Psych, actor. Like, yeah, he's like pretty recognizable. For a small role. Also, Pitcher Star Cat, like, d- decently famous so yeah she was like third billing i think she yeah even so much. um just more star power get whoopi in there right, why not um i'll go for my uh more serious one first um sort of just what i was saying before about the the sort of strange uh directing choices um so i say let's get rid of the director haven't done that for a while let's ditch the big boy and let's throw in the guy who, who uh, wrote the book he wrote the script um which i think is an all right script but just the some of the choices that the director made, who, you know, is a good director, evidently made The Fugitive. I don't even know his name. Very different movie from this, though, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, good directors can make different types of movies and be successful. I say we give it to the original guy. Um, he knows the story. He knows the characters. I think he would come up with a better cut because it's, it, like you said before, it's, it's three different stories moving continuously. I just didn't think they meshed to the point at the end where we got a conclusion to all three. Um, and I think maybe the, the writer of the book, the OG, would know how to do that. Louis Sakar. Yeah, so I want to throw him in. Um, my only thing with that is like, a lot, some I was reading some reviews and like the biggest complaint a lot of people had was like, this first time screenwriter that wrote this doesn't really know how to write a movie. He knows how to write a book and like focus too much on the subplots in the screenplay. 
So I feel like also just throwing a guy that's never directed a movie. <laughs> Probably not a great idea. How about we throw him in as director, but ditch his script. Get someone else to write the script. <laughs> so I can, we can talk about this. This isn't in the trivia section, but uh-huh. originally like they had someone coming in and write a script where they like set this in like a post-apocalyptic world and like there was this whole like weird other yeah. thing that they were doing with the movie. I, I could see that because it's a different uh, it's a strange universe but yeah that'd be an interesting but scene. then they're like they just brought in Lewis Sakar like just write the script for the book that you yeah. wrote so that's interesting I feel like they should do that more or at least like let them write it and then punch it up a little bit into more of a movie but I agree I don't know um I'll move on also I think you know uh I mean Steven Spielberg would probably direct this movie pretty well that was one of my thoughts as well. Yeah, I, I think he would. This is like right up his alley of like a movie he would do really 100%. well. Obviously, it's Spielberg, so I feel like that's just the easy choice, right? Yeah. So I didn't put it, but just throwing it out that's there. Fair. Um, so obviously, Rick Fox plays uh, Clyde Livingston. Are oh, you getting rid of Rick the, Fox, the Sweet Feet guy? <laughs> but I was like, why not? Why not put a real baseball player in for him? Um, so, so my pick. I was looking at you know. Some, some baseball players popular in the 2000s. And I, I decided to go for Carl Crawford. Now, oh, what? Inter- it's an interesting choice. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know about his acting skills or, you know, anything. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, he, he led the, tri- the the majors in triples for three years uh, in the uh, American League, I believe. So, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's actually believable as a guy who could maybe hit four triples in one game. So let's put Carl Crawford in. The problem with Carl Crawford is he's a snake. <laughs> he went from the Rays to the Red Sox. He bought out and was terrible there. Uh, if you're gonna throw, well, this in, was before that happened. So yeah, sure. If you're gonna throw in a baseball player, I say go with Ichiro, dude. That, that'd be such an iconic. Role I mean, for him. yeah, that would be. Cool. And he's fast. He had a lot of triples. Uh, yeah. When did uh, he come into the majors? I don't know. Probably like 2004 or something. Yeah, it might just be a little too. Late. No, no, no. He was 2001 Rookie of the Year. 2001. There you go. So, it's so yeah. even better timing. Oh, that works, uh, I guess. Yeah, Rick Fox. I, I, I thought if you want to get someone a little handsome, maybe just put Derek Jeter in. <laughs> that would have worked as well. Yeah, I think you definitely could have gotten rid of Rick Fox. I went after, I went after the big boy, though. Uh, let's hear it. Let's get John Boyd the hell out of right this on. Absolutely. <laughs> and who, tell me, who do you think of when you think of uh, slapstick comedy in uh, the early 2000s? I don't know. You're probably going to say like somebody related to Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm gonna say the big, the man himself, the Sandman. Yeah. Give me Adam Sandler. <laughs> that would be so bad. First off, let's get rid of the dumb hair and the dumb, you know, whatever sideburns. Or whatever. No, 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 no. Just not a good look. He's gotta keep the sideburns. No, dude. I get, I get in the book. Like you can visualize it, so it makes it fun. I don't know if he has them in the book. He pro- I mean, he probably, probably does. does. Yeah, but in an actual movie though, his hair just looks so dumb, and it pisses me off every time I see him. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with John Boy, but yeah, John Boy, just get him out. I mean, Adam Sandler, he's the king of comedy. Early 2000s, this is in his wheelhouse. A fun kids movie. He works well with kids. We see that big daddy. Obviously, <laughs> don't laugh at that. That was a good argument. Um, I mean, there's no reason not to put Adam Sandler in. John Boy, he's too serious. I think you said he committed to the role really well. I don't need a guy committing to a role well here. The kid <laughs> actors need to commit because they're going through some emotional stuff. The adults are just the comic relief, basically. And, yeah, I think Adam Sandler's a great choice. I think that's an awful pick. <laughs> Why? Uh, he can't do this. Se- I mean, he can do this no serious. There is no serious. Well. There is no serious yeah, John Boy. He's got to be a little bit more self-serious. Like, Adam Sandler would just make this too much of a joke. John Boy makes the fo- everything a joke. All the focus would be on Adam Sandler he would take away from the kids. No, I don't buy that. Either. Every scene with kids in it would be about Adam Sandler. And I think that detracts from what this movie. I think John Boyd's able to fall back into the background a little bit. 
I'm always looking at him with a stupid air. So. I mean, hey, I, you're, I just, just, you're just jealous. I just think it'd be interesting you're dumb to see him in this movie. <laughs> you can wish you could wear sideways like that. I can. Uh, I, got, I got one more here. Um, not that I think Patricia Arquette is bad, mm-hmm. um, but I was thinking, you know, people around the same age range, blonde women, uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> uh, I just think that'd be interesting. I, I like just throwing different people in and see what it would look like. Uh, you know, she's she's done a little bit of like the the classic, you know, Cold Mountain. She was playing a woman in the the eighteen hundreds, and you know, let her let her ride around on a horse. Patricia Arquette couldn't ride a horse before this movie. Maybe Nicole couldn't. Could maybe they could have saved a little bit of money trying to <laughs> teach her how to ride a horse. Fair enough. I I like her as the school teacher, but I don't like her as much as like the 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 Kate Barlow. Like those scenes, some of those scenes where she's like the montage is really badass, but like when she's actually acting and like. Shooting the people and kissing them, I don't think it's good. Yeah, she probably got cast because there's more screen time as the school teacher. As the school and stuff. teacher, yeah. Yeah, I don't think her turn was maybe as believable as maybe Nicole Kidman would make it. So, yeah. yeah, I like that pick. All right. Anybody else? You said you only had two, right? No, those were my two. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to our IMDb trivia. Naked Grandma! Naked, huh? This movie didn't have a lot of great stuff, but, you know, some fun facts we'll throw at you. Um, so those onions, I, I was watching the scene when they started eating the onions up on the mountain. Yeah. Um, obviously, they actually were not eating real onions. They were eating apples in uh, edible covering. <laughs> so I guess that can make you feel better. <laughs> they weren't eating <laughs> That doesn't onions. surprise me because like, if they were straight up just yeah. eating onions, yeah, that'd be pretty good. They said it was the sweetest onions they'd ever tasted. Um, yeah, but they're not real. <laughs> None of it's real, Cody. It's a I know. Uh, Hector Zeroni, aka Zero, is the only member of the Detent Boys to never call Stanley Caveman, caveman at really? any point in the movie. Interesting. Um, That's some good trivia. I like that. Yeah. Throughout the movie, Mr. Sir condescendingly tells the boys that Camp Green Lake is not like the Girl Scouts, and then at the end of the movie, it becomes a girls, girls' camp. So, you know. Irony. Pro- proved him wrong. <laughs> hey, this is the Girl Scouts. Now. I also forgot his name's Mr. Sir. That, Mr. That's Sir. funny. You're telling me Adam Sandler isn't Mr. Sir. Dude. That's hilarious. Mr. Sir's great. Yes, Mr. Sir. And then finally, if Stanley is really expected to dig one hole each day for 18 months straight, not counting a leap year, the total number would be 547 holes, which is a little insane. It's a lot of holes. I don't know how they honestly didn't find the... Uh, I realize the desert's really big and they've They've dug a lot of holes, but I, I don't know how they haven't found it a little sooner. Like, they just now happen upon the treasure. Yeah. I mean, if you just spread out where you're digging and not just dig, you know, straight out to the end, they right. probably found it faster. Yeah. Also, I don't know how it's long it's been open, but... Well, I mean, they said that they've been digging for, like, hundreds and hundreds of years, so... Well, yeah, because it's... I mean, Sigourney's... The warden's grandfather is the guy who... Right. Went, was Tried to get it with, with yeah. Barlow, yeah, so... And so, I mean, he was three his, generations, yeah. Right, and he was, but he was already pretty old at the time. But then he made his daughter. That that is also iconic line from this movie. Uh, I'm tired, Grandpa. Well, that's too damn bad. <laughs> that's all right. That that that's probably my favorite line in the entire movie. I had to bring it up. All right, uh, that's the end of my trivia. Do you have anything that you want to share? I had nothing to bring this week, sorry. You uh, you watched <laughs> the credits, I guess. You saw that this was introducing Shia LaBeouf. So. Yeah. That was my IMDb. Um, all right, finally, moving on to the ratings out of 69. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Is my favorite. Cody, go ahead and get us started. How brutal are you going to be? 
Um, yeah, so basically, this isn't going to be anywhere in the 50s for me. Um, it's a fun movie. Actually, I would probably watch it again. Um, so I'm going to put it above The Last Jedi. It's a 38. Yeah, that's pretty low. Um, and then my next lowest is Spider-Man at 44. I'd say this movie and Spider-Man are probably around the same. Um, so I, I was milling around the low 40s. I was like, hey, let's, uh, let's throw it at 42. The old Jackie Robinson. So yeah, that's probably lower yeah. than yours, I would expect. Although your rating system is messed up, so I actually don't know what you're going to put. Let's yeah, so I'm going to give this movie a 53. Oh, wow. Uh, Big number. I, I just really love this movie, and I, I can't disrespect it with the score. Uh, so yeah, it, it's below Gone Girl, obviously below The Departed, Moonlight, Her for me. Um, still in the 40s, but or in the low 50s, but... I think it's better than The Last Jedi. I think it's better than Spider-Man. Oh, it's better definitely than, better than The Last Jedi. Better than The Princess Bride, in my opinion. That's better. Um, so yeah, put it, put it in at 53. Below, right below Gone Girl. I think, obviously, two very different movies, but that's where I'm going to stick it. So our show rating has it at a 47.5, which makes it... Uh, this third lowest? Third lowest above The Last Jedi and Spider-Man, which are tied. <laughs> the Princess Bride is higher! Let's go! Dolph. Um, we, spoiler alert, we did record this podcast very closely to the last podcast. Have you, do you have any recommendations based, maybe you want to recommend National Treasure or your other favorite John Boyd or Shia LaBeouf or Sigourney Weaver movies? I would definitely recommend National Treasure. Shia LaBeouf wise, I, I'd say actually the first Transformers is sort of hated on. I think it's actually a really good movie. Obviously everything after that, pure crap. Sort of like the Fast Five thing we're talking about where everything gets grouped in. Um, Sigourney Weaver. Alien, Aliens, really good in that. I like the second Transformers movie, I think. You like Revenge of the Fallen? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't seen that for a while. It's <laughs> that, abs- That's true, I have Absolute piss. We should do that. Is that, that the one where the other girl shows up? He has like a new no, girl. that's the, the third, third one. one. Oh, the second that. one is where there's racist robots and they have, they, there's like a big robot with balls and oh, that one, yeah, it's that like one Italian guy is like, I probably he goes, he goes, go for the balls. <laughs> Hit the missiles with the balls. It's it's terrible. Yikes. Okay. But yeah. yeah. Any recommendations from you? Um, I can't really recommend Shia LaBeouf as a person. Um, he's gotten into some trouble recently and, you know, had some allegations go against him. So I, I don't want to condone anything that that man's done um, in the recent times. But I do think Honey Boy is a pretty, pretty good movie. Um, talks a lot about, you know, this time in his life when he would have been filming Holes and even Stevens and... Uh, kind of the effect that his uh, abusive father had on him. Um, really great acting, real w- well written. Um, I do enjoy that movie a lot. Also, great child acting in that movie. Uh, Noah Jupe, who's also in A Quiet Place. And A Quiet Place Part 2 comes out here soon, um, in a couple weeks, so I'm excited to see that. Um, other than that, uh, I started watching Another Round, the uh, Oscar winning uh, best foreign film from this past year. Um, so far, I don't really have an opinion on it, but I'm sure I'll come back to you in the next episode let you know what i think mads mickelson so oh, is he in my boy he's got a terrible voice it's all it's all in danish so <laughs> oh nice <laughs> having some trouble <laughs> i'm translating as we go yeah <laughs> subtitles that's beautiful funny. thing uh anything else you want to you know throw throw out at the end or yeah i'd also recommend national treasure 2 <laughs> which one's better oh the first one's better but the second one is actually pretty good i think it's hate who's this the oh. girl in the other movies uh I don't remember her name. She's decent. Um, I don't know how they haven't made a third National Treasure. That is surprising, honest. honestly. Uh, those movies, I would pay countless, countless money 
countless monies Diane to see them. Kruger. Yeah, Diane Kruger. She's in like uh She's in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that's her big thing. Yeah. But yeah. Just go watch National Treasure. We might do that for our next couple of movies. Maybe. We'll see. I might pick it. You don't have a choice, so. Well, it's better than Grown Ups. <laughs> no, nah, I'm doing Grown Ups next, by the way. So. Definitely not. That's, that's coming out next week. We're doing Grown Ups. So, if you love Adam Sandler, like me, you know, show up next week. It's going to be fun. Anything else? Appreciate you capping with us, as always. Double Adios. digits, baby. We love you guys. Back-to-back back to back, uh, Disney Plus movies, right? Shout out to that. Shout out to yeah. Disney Plus. Nope. Fast five is not on the nope. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cut it there. Okay, we're we'll good. See ya.